0: Hello. Hello. Uh, all right, so we're gonna be waiting for Renzo. Yes, sir. So let's get heading. Oh, here we go. Hey,
1: hey.
2: Hey. Hello. Welcome to the the podcast.
1: <laughs> Welcome.
0: Um, so where should we start? All right, let's start at the. Um, let's start at the uh, the minute mark.
1: Okay, so we should talk about the chapters, and then we can go by, like, the characters after, and, like, and then we can go to, like, okay. time period, history. Uh, or okay. don't you
2: want to do, do the characters first?
1: You want to do the characters So they first?
2: know, like, who we're talking about.
1: Okay. okay. Yeah, it's All right, All right All coming
0: right. up uh, in 10 seconds. Let's, uh, I'll tell you, uh, I'll start with the introduction. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome to our ABC podcast. Uh, ABC stands for American Born Chinese. I am here with Renzo Silvera and Hector Hernandez. Yes, sir. And so we will be talking about the book, American Born Chinese. And we're going to get through one third of it. And so from the start of it, we'll be talking about the characters in the book. Um, who would like to start us off?
1: I can start it up with the Monkey King. All right. All right. So, the Monkey King has one, uh, one character. It's uh, He's a monkey that became somewhat like a god. And he lives in a place where fruits grow every single season. And basically, he has learned the various disciplines of Kung Fu. And he has mastered immortality. He has mastered fighting styles. He has mastered being literally like a god he can transform he can do anything he wants and he as a monkey king he wants to go to heaven and basically there's a party in heaven and they don't let him go in because he's a monkey and they don't like monkeys to go going into their parties and what he does is he gets really angry and he beats everyone up and he... <sighs>
2: Let me bring my book. <laughs> 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 that was Let me bring my book. No no no, you're good, you're
1: good. She
2: you, like beats everyone up and that's basically the end of that like All chapter the book.
1: Just say that was the end of chapter two, chapter one. I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was just making so much bullshit and shit.
2: <laughs> okay. Let's let's start over then.
1: Okay. At the let's start three <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, twenty mark. Talk
2: about the characters.
0: Okay, we'll go. We'll go right at it again. We'll, we'll go. We'll go right at it again.
2: Renzo, we'll talk about the character and not the chapter mostly.
0: Yeah, just talk about the character, cause you went like from character to chapter. So just, yeah. <laughs> just go right into the character real quick. I
1: don't know what I was saying, dude. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll start over. Uh, I'll very redo the introduction, and I'll just introduce you to do your part. Okay. Got it. All right. <laughs> that was funny. All right, here we go. Hey, what is up everyone? Welcome to our podcast. Our podcast is the ABC podcast and what that basically means it is American Born Chinese and we'll be talking about the book American Born Chinese. Uh, so I'm here with uh, Renzo Silvera and Hector Hernandez. Um, so we will be getting right into the book and we're going to start from the characters. So uh, Renzo, why don't you go ahead and uh, start us off?
1: Okay, I'll be speaking about the Monkey King. The Monkey King was born in the Flower Fruit Mountain. He was in a rock and he was basically born from a rock and he was very smart, very wise and soon after he beat the tiger spirit and the tiger spirit was a person, no, was the spirit that was hunting the mountain. So basically he he beat him and then he took over the mountain and he became the Mao the monkeys, and that's why he's called the Monkey King. And yeah,
0: all right, cool. Um, Hector, uh, why don't you go ahead and start us off with the next character?
1: Oh, yeah,
2: so um, Jin, that's my character. And what Jin is all about is he is this Chinese boy that moved from San Francisco to Mayflower Elementary, and he was basically the only one that was Chinese in that school. And he didn't know much. He, like, I guess he had, like, an accent and all that. And people would make fun of him and judge him for, like, being the only one. Or being the only male, like, Chinese. Because there was another girl that was also Chinese. And he was just basically um, bullied in, until, like, he made a friend that was, like, kind of the school bully. So, well, basically, he didn't have friends yet until he made a friend with... um another new um, exchange student and that's pretty much how, that's pretty much his character so far.
0: All right, I'll end it off with the, our character section. Uh, so our last character is chin Key. and chin Key is basically um, a guy who's coming back from China, uh, a Chinese man coming back or Chinese teenager boy cousin. And he's coming back from all the way to China to see his cousin Danny. Um, I wouldn't say he's a really key part to the to the story, but Chinky is more of like the key in of this book. Uh, Chin-Ki is basically, you know, the the one who uh, really likes to uh, embarrass Danny. That's uh, the other character, his cousin. Uh, I'm not really gonna go. Uh, off too much we'll get to that in the chapter uh summaries and uh basically that's who jinky is jinky is just uh one of uh danny's cousin coming from china just to embarrass his uh cousin danny and uh yeah. that's all um <laughs> so yeah so let's um let's get right into the chapters correct yeah yep.
2: does anyone want to go
1: first chapter
0: one uh chapter one Uh, Yeah,
2: Renzo. Since you were already explaining, just like (laughs) explain chapter one. Yeah, I'll
1: do chapter one. So chapter one is about the Monkey King, how he's born, the Tiger Spirit, and how he took over the Flower Fruit Mountain. And basically, the Monkey King, he's a he's a king with a firm, gentle hand, which means he is a pretty good king in terms of like not punishing people but just telling them what to do and not bringing punishment to it and he is also a master of kung fu he has learned the arts of kung fu for various years and basically in that chapter he tries to go to heaven to go to a party and he's not admitted because he's a monkey and he gets very angry because everyone laughs at him because he's not able to go in and he decides to use his Kung Fu skills to beat everyone up. At the end, he decides to go down to his mountain and just relax and look at the night. Yep, that's chapter one. All right.
0: Um, Hector, go ahead and go with the chapter two.
2: All right, so chapter two is when they introduce um, Jin. And, and at first, it's just like a little background of his family and how like they're... Uh, how you say not well I guess you can say traditions and it shows how like they're moving into their new house from San Francisco to this new place that they don't really explain where and this is the chapter where he is in the new classroom setting with all these Americans and he's like the only Chinese boy there and just a bunch of New kids trying to talk to him, but I'm pretty sure they don't know how to talk to them or talk to Jin because they're really like rude in a way, like asking like if he eats dogs or, or like he's he came from all the way to China when he really came from. So, and after that he's having lunch, and then people like just come up to him and like start bullying him, and then he later on makes a friend that's like. school bully and he like bullies them around the whole time and then after two months later there's a new kid Uh, his name is Wen Chin and he is a new exchange student from Taiwan and that's when they like kind of since they're both FOB which means fresh off the boat they like um how do you say they just um they can relate to each other and they they like they made each other like friends that's pretty much
0: it yeah all right cool um so let me go ahead and get out to my third chapter? third chapter here uh uh third chapter is basically pretty small so it's a pretty quick summary uh basically what happens is that it starts off with um some pictures here so our book is a comic so I'll just tell you that um it starts off with uh, Danny and a girl named Melanie. Danny Danny's basically uh, very attracted to Melanie and just really can't stop. Uh, get, he can't get his focus out of her. And what happens uh, throughout the, um, the conversation, he, his name is called. And what happens is that he is notified that his cousin, Chinky, what well, we just explained who he was, Chinky is is to uh, visit him Um, because it, you know, uh, we will explain in the next episode what happens, but he comes in and Danny he's just in shock because he knows what's going to happen basically and 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 Chinky, you know, he's coming all the way from China and you know, and he's got all this very Chinese dialect and it's not very, you know, he knows English but Danny is the most one who is very embarrassed to have him. And and he's just not related. And straight off the bat, Chinky already embarrasses him right in front of uh, uh, the girl that Danny likes, uh, Melanie. And uh,
1: basically that's it. (laughs) That's the whole uh, chapter.
0: Um,
2: Renzo, you want to do chapter four really quick?
1: Yeah, 100%. So chapter four starts with... The Monkey King telling all the monkeys to wear shoes. And everyone's... It's, it's okay. Uh, Hardcore training because he was kicked from heaven and he's really pissed. Training really hard to prove himself to be a great king and a god. So he spends training his disciplines. For example, Discipline 1, invulnerability to fire. Discipline 2, invulnerability to cold drowning wounds immortality and so on later he decides to go out and he gets a letter uh he gets a letter saying that hey go to heaven we have sentenced you to death because you have attacked in the party and basically you're gonna die he decides to go to heaven and the dragon king waits for him and basically they chop his head off yep they do anyhow he does not die because he has He's immortal. He has trained the discipline to be mortal. He comes back and basically he gets really angry and decides to beat both of the gods up. He does that for the god of the underworld, the god of Jade Emperor, uh, and other many gods. And basically everyone's like, hey, what are we going to do with him? He's a chaos. And they go to hunt him. Later that day, the Monkey King finds a person. And that person seems, says that he's his creator. And basically he's like, I can prove it to you. I am Su Jotsu, the creator of the Monkey King. And he's like, you can never escape from me. And he extends his hand and the Monkey King starts running with his discipline of making clouds and going at a speed of light. The Monkey King goes through the universe and passes through dimensions in various realities. At the end of that, he finds five pillars in which he wants to show his power. So he decides to write his name, and he pees on it. And (laughs) basically, he comes back, and the dude that said that he was his creator stands his hand, and he's like, hey, look at this. And it was the same writing that the Monkey King wrote, and his pee was in his hand. So basically, that signifies that the person that came was actually his creator, and the Monkey King was part of him all the time. At the end Mm -hmm. of that chapter, his creator decides to bury him under various rocks and puts a seal on the rock that basically does not allow the Monkey King to use or exercise his Kung Fu skills. And that's the end of that chapter.
2: Yeah, it's pretty rough. Uh, He can't, like, go anywhere.
0: Yeah. He can't go anywhere. Okay, um, so that uh, closes for the chapter summaries. Uh, so we'll get right into um, time period of this book. Uh, we will be just talking about <laughs> what what really the time period is, uh, what time oh, yeah. this is based off of. Uh, uh, Hector, could you uh, explain that for us, please?
2: Yeah, so I think as a, as a group, we decided that the time period would be like early 2000s, just because um, when Jin was first introduced, the setting was pretty old. So like, for example, the card looked, all, all the cars outside looked old-fashioned, even Jin, Jin's house looked pretty old fashioned, like the curtains and stuff like the TV too. Um, yeah. when they were playing in the playground in, the, in his school when he was like when he got introduced to all his friends or whatever or like his bullies, um, the kids would um, be playing in the playground and like doing other things, but like that's pretty much what someone would do in like the 2000s because like nowadays people like use their phones during recess use like their nintendo ds's or ipads so that's why we think it's like early 2000s
0: definitely um also to remind uh this is one third of the book so we 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 will talk about you know the second third which is i'm pretty sure it's gonna be a different time period but yeah stay tuned uh, yeah, stay tuned. But, anyways, thank you for that, uh, Hector. Uh, so, that'll be the end of that section as well. So, we're going to go ahead and write off to our outside references. And we'll go ahead and start with our historical part of the book. Uh, I want to say that of the book, but, you know, what's also outside of the book. And I'll go ahead and start off with that. Um, there really isn't much historical for, uh, you know, the, the human part with Jin and Chin Ki, but I will go off with the Monkey King, and uh, what that you know what's so significant about that Monkey King? Um, he pops up everywhere, in, in many um, children's stories. Uh, you know, in Ch- Chinese families always tell these um, stories to their children, and this really backs up all the way from like many centuries ago. Because this monkey king is, a, you know, a Chinese uh, mythology or a mytho- myth- mythological creature. And, and, you know, and that covers the monkey god or monkey king, I'd say. And, and I'll, I'll give a description right now. And this, this uh, monkey king, and his name is Sun uh, Wukong. And Sun Wukong, you know, he, what I was just saying, he is that, you know, the story of the children um and that's also being portrayed in the book you know it's being shown in like the first chapter it talks about and it's just revolving around the monkey king you know who he's becoming from you know chapter one to uh chapter four or i'm sorry in chapter one and in chapter four and also and to explain that you know he's also regarding his mother for the monkey king source and let me go ahead and also continue with that um, you know, monkey, the Monkey King is being traced back all the way to Song Dynasty, and basically that's that's what that's all I'm gonna say because you know I just want to give out a, a little bit of that um, histor- historical part of him.
2: Historical,
0: yeah. uh, so let's go ahead and uh, go with our cultural uh, section for that. Um, Renzo, go ahead and uh, would you like to give out your experience how this could be relatable to you?
1: E- yeah, I mean, in terms of cultural perspective and, like, we can see that Jing One comes to the, to basically moves to the school, right? And everyone brings racist jokes into it, like, "A, hey, you guys eat cats and stuff. So we can see these stereotypes coming into place, too, and those stereotypes are built on false statements, or maybe statements that do happen, but are protected portrayed in a negative way for every single person that comes from that place. And it's a sense of ignorance that comes. So for example, we can see that the that the teacher even says, in fact, in fact, Jin's family probably stopped doing that that sort of things doing that sort of things when they came to the Americas or to the United States. And what she's refer what she's referring to is eating cats and eating dogs and all that stuff. So she's... Even, like, the teacher is being very negative about how she portrays Jing Wang because she's saying, hey, you know, they came to the uh, to United States when they actually came from San Francisco to the to the school. So she's inferring that they came from China to the United States and that there's probably... Pr- the, she She's not saying they have stuff. She's just saying they probably have stuff. So she's inferring that... A, she's inferring that at some point they did it so overall we can see a lot of stereotypes and racial uh, perspectives that come from cultural backgrounds
2: yeah yeah, yeah. to add on to like what Randall said um like about the stereotypes um what's it called oh yeah so as uh, the teacher was introducing jim to the class she said that jim came from all the way from china when really he just came from San Francisco, and that's just like, that's pretty stereotypical just because he's like Chinese and he would like come from China. So that's what I just wanted to add on.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, um, Hector, do you have any experience on that? You know, do you have any like relatable experience uh, with yourself with that uh, situation?
2: Uh, like stereotypes and stuff like that?
0: I'm sorry. Yeah, like, you know, for you, oh, okay. like, for your personal experience, you know, how, did you have any, like, this actual, mm. that, like, has this actually happened to you? Have you had any, you know, conflicts mm. around you that happened, no, you know, yeah. in the past?
2: I feel like when I was in middle school, um, I was, like, how do you say, like, 10%, no, not even 10, like, like, 5% Hispanic, and I guess a lot of people were, like, Caucasian, they were just say like a bunch of like jokes that weren't really like jokes to me. So that's yeah, I I can I can relate to Jen a little bit on that.
0: Okay. Um let me go ahead and put in one of my experiences, I guess. Um I couldn't really say I had an experience in elementary. I mean, it's pretty it was pretty different uh at that time for me because uh back when I was in elementary, it was so diverse, you know. You you got like you know, you got a very amount of percentage of whites, Mexicans, Asians, uh, African-Americans. It was so different, you know, but uh, since I moved from like three schools, like school to school to school, I've gone to um, middle, since I got into middle school, it's been totally different. You know, uh, I would get some um, uh, experiences about, you know, Asian discrimination or some racial slurs, but, you know, uh middle schoolers, of course, uh, what, you know, what I know now is that they didn't even know what they were saying. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had so many about, you know, like being a rice picker, you know, that's very, it's very, you know, uh, very off- offensive, I'd say. And that's, you know, that's come up upon to me, very, offending to, uh, very offensive to me that I can say that's one of my experiences. Um, okay. Uh, you know, it's per- so we're done with those personal connections. Um, actually, Renzo, did we, did we get into any of your personal connections?
1: Um, no, I mean, I mean, when I came from the U.S., I feel like my thick accent that I had at the beginning was a big factor in terms of people bullying me and think and calling me names and kind of like bringing a cultural perspective that was incorrect, showing that mm-hmm. type of ignorance, uh, saying like, oh, I eat llamas or... I'd cooks cooks are guinea pigs if you guys don't know. And mm-hmm. in, I mean in in Peru we do eat llamas and we do eat guinea pigs but identifying that quality of certain people population it's incorrect and I feel like it's it's uh it's 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 a natural beauty of it but it turns out that here I mean when I came it, it turned out to a negative part. That really affected me when I was, when, when I came. Yeah, that's okay. it. Ah, thank
2: like you. And yeah, like a negative connotation to it.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Cool. Thank you. Thank you guys for that. Uh, so that wraps up for the personal connections. So we're gonna go ahead and end off with our uh, Q&A, uh, Q&A, here. So, um, I get right. I'll get right into the first question here. Um, Hector, I would like you to answer this, please. Um, so the first question here says, uh, why do you think the other classmates acted in that way? And this is for the book.
2: Okay. Um, well, I think since Jin was the only Chinese kid there, other than like Susie, people didn't know how to interact or ask Jin questions without offending him. Because I guess like since he was the only Chinese kid other than Susie, they just <laughs> didn't know like how to interact with him. And, or, like, also, like, like, not offend him. So, it was also an elementary. So, I don't think people or, like, kids didn't know what they were saying either. So, that's one thing. And, yeah.
0: Um, all right. Uh, here's our second question. And, Renzo, would like you to answer this. Uh, so, second question is here. Uh, do you think Dan was embarrassed about his cousin, Chinky? If so, why or why not?
1: course i feel like dan was embarrassed of his cousin chinky and the main reason is that everything that chinky does is to embarrass dan all his actions for example um when he came to the house to visit him he's like hey Melika," with his accent hey Melika," (laughs) and then basically uh he was like going into her knowing that danny liked melia and that's really like messed up so even like his first his first like introduction to the book was him trying to get a, a girl that Danny liked so yeah of course he's always trying to embarrass him and later on in the book we will see more of this so stay tuned
0: okay um, okay so we're almost we're really almost done here so we just got two more questions <laughs> um, so here's our uh, third question and I'll get to answer this uh, our third question here says, uh, what were some things that the other characters did that brought you sadness? And I think what we, uh, what we thought, you know, but, uh, what we talked about is the, the stereotypes, uh, you know, that the teacher is being involved in those stereotypes. Uh, what we were discussing about when that teacher um, was saying that, you know, she's probably thinking that he's coming from Chinese even though he's actually coming from uh, San Francisco or moved from San Francisco. And that's really brought, you know, a very sad image to me, especially that we're having images in this comic book. It's not even a, it's a full book, but it's comic, but it gives us image uh, images and it puts it, puts it uh, in our heads and imagining this uh, sadness. That's really, it's really that answer for that question. Um so our last question here, uh, Renzo, would you like yeah. to answer this? All right. Yeah, so man. last question, <laughs> last question here, says, uh, do you think that this would have happened in college? Uh,
1: of course. I feel like things like that will happen in college. And of course, it's built on the ignorance of people thinking of certain cultural aspects and portraying it as bad and i feel like it will happen everywhere but in college it will not be as pronounced it will not be as pronounced um as in elementary school middle school or high school because people are more educated so i feel like like it will happen but it will not be as pronounced that's the answer for that got it that's
0: fantastic answer okay everyone uh this wraps up our whole podcast i'd um We'd like to thank you for uh, enjoying this uh, conversation. And we, what, what would you like to say, guys?
2: Oh, thanks, yeah. for
0: uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. So stick with us again with uh, our next uh, episode coming up soon. Um,
1: hope you liked subscribe, it. Like.
0: Yep. Follow Don't us. Have... Follow our podcast.
1: Donate, Donate... Donate to
0: Get on our Patreon page. Uh we appreciate <laughs> it. Alright. Thank you again, Renzo and Hector, for um being part of this. It's awesome. Thank you. Okay. All right. Goodbye, okay, everyone. Bye.
3: Good afternoon everyone. This is Armando Choa and I'm gonna be doing this live podcast with my friend Napoleon. Renzo? Hector. And we're gonna be talking about um the another section of American-born Chinese on ABC. So, uh, we're just going to start off by giving summaries of the chapters that are in the second part of the book that we're reading today in English class. Hector, uh, you want to start
2: off with the first chapter? Yeah, sure. So, my chapter is on Jin, which is like chapter 4, right? Actually Yeah, yes. or chapter 5 or whatever it is. So, <clears throat> the chapter is about how Jin has a huge crush on Amelia who is a student that went to Jin school, or is going. So he would think about her so much that when it came to actually talking to her, he would freeze like, you know, like super shy and stuff. Um, Later on, or freeze, or just like by the presence, her presence being there, he would just like freeze and like not do anything. So later in the book, they have a class pet and it's discussing about who is gonna like feed this pet. and. Jin noticed that Amelia was sitting next to a guy that was making her laugh and that made him super jealous so so jealous that he got the same hairstyle as the guy which is like kind of what this is kind of curly baby. yeah kind of like yeah curly and after that later in the chapter Amelia volunteered to feed the class pet and so did Win Chin aka Jin's best friend and after school when Amelia and Wen Chen went to the closet to get the food, they locked each other, or they locked them, themselves out. Yeah. And eventually, Jen went to find his best friend, Wen Chen, and found them in the closet. And then Jen saw Amelia and finally had the courage to ask her out on a date. And surprisingly, she said yes.
0: Yeah.
2: So pretty very intense j- stuff
0: there. Very day. dramatic, very love
3: uh, story. All right, so we're gonna be taking another direction and going to the second chapter in uh, the second part of ABC. So we started off in chapter uh, with Danny. Uh, He explains his feelings towards uh, his arrival of the other cousin, uh, Jin Ki, who arrived from uh, (coughs) Asia. And in this chapter, Jin Ki begins to ruin Danny's reputation by being extremely smart, talking with an accent that no one really enjoys in the class, am I correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, so they're just in class, you know. He's bringing up all these uh, historical background information. Uh, he's getting every everything right on the test, you know, just anything a normal student would do. But Danny, on the other hand, is getting his reputation ruined, completely ruined. And uh, he goes and describes uh, with one of his pals at basketball how he doesn't like Jin Chan, Jin Ki, and how he comes every year and just ruins his reputation. And in the middle of all that, uh, Jinky actually um, pees in a Coke bottle that uh, his pal drinks in the end. So after they express everything, uh, he basically feels like he's being attacked by everyone at the school and everything's gonna repeat all over again. He's gonna have to transfer and it's gonna be a bad lifestyle for him. All right, so after that, We're going to be heading over to Napoleon, so you can start talking about the next chapters. Awesome. Alright.
0: So, coming up on the next chapter, it's uh, coming back and we're referring to the Monkey King. So, basically, in the beginning of the chapter, it talks about these four monks that uh, achieved these uh, legendary status. And they have a different story to them of what kind of um, uh, legendary status they have. But there's just one uh, significant monk that really doesn't have this legendary status and his name is Wang Lai Sao. And and he's unable to meditate in any legendary way, Um, So, though he did do something remarkable that actually changed his path of of his uh, legendary status. Throughout the chapter, uh, he would rise uh, every time with the sun to go help the vagrants outside of the town. Uh, He was then um, basically the vagrants outside of the town basically are like wounded or people that need uh, food and they're hungry. And so what happens is uh, he he goes out there outside of town. He helps them. He provides them with uh, new uh, bandages on their wounds and he would also feed them, and later, and then the next time he did that, um, the vagrants kind of like confronted him of why he was doing that, uh, why he would always help them, and then all of a sudden, the vagrants would say that he was a lazy bum, and then they'd tell him, oh, come back though, uh, the next day, and he would do the same thing day after day, month after month, year after year, and then, Next, and then the next thing that happened, the vagrant uh, told him something. You know, why why he does that? Uh, why he does that for them? And he gives this amazing answer. And apparently, after giving that answer, the vagrant uh, responds to him a uh, good answer. And then in the book, it, it you can't like I'm not I, I can't really explain it, but in the book because uh, it has pictures, it shows that. Uh, the Vagrant and his other fellow Vagrants um, transform into these mythological creatures uh, basically other gods of uh, just like the monkey king and so what happens that uh, they give Wang a a task with these three uh, boxes and those three boxes are needed to um, give into uh, the monkey king and so he goes on a 40 day jo- uh, 40 day journey to the monkey king and then uh, what happens is that he's being stalked by these demons and so I, I, as soon as he gets to the monkey king um, he is trying to confront him trying to get him to uh, transform into his true identity and so as he's trying to do that um the demon uh, the monkey king didn't want to do it and then all of a sudden the demon uh, stabbed or pierced the uh, monk And so he was like basically almost dying demons are cooking him trying to cook him and so uh, monkey. the monkey king finally had the courage to um, be in his true uh, form and so he beat up the demons basically uh, saved Wong and yeah that's what happened I well, think you Also,
2: right. wait, wait, hold on. in the end, the monkey king had to take off his shoes because he didn't care about the, the what is it what is his name again? The priest or yeah. Wong. Wong didn't really care that like he would wear shoes so he went barefoot.
3: Yeah, correct, correct. Yeah like hundred percent. it symbolizes that he has moved on, the monkey king has moved on. Uh, he went from wearing shoes to trying to prove himself to just following the footsteps of the monk and uh, taking these shoes off. So, we're gonna head over to Renzo right now with the next explanation
1: of the chapters. So, in these three chapters, we can see a lot of commonality between the ideas of shyness, shame, and path. Shyness is referring to Hector's chapter because. Uh, Dan is, is very uh, no Jin is very shy to talk to Amelia, something the someone that he has a crush on. So that basically is the is the idea of chapter five. Uh, in chapter six, we can see the idea of shame, and I say shame because Chinky, Danny's cousin, comes every single year to bothers him, to, to bother him. So we can see the idea of shame because Chinky goes to his school, he pees on his drink, and then literally embarrasses Danny again and again every single year that he comes. And in the last chapter, we can see the idea of path. And we can see the idea of path because Light Tazul goes into a journey to become uh, a being, a legendary being because... He wants to, in a form, be enlightened, with uh, like, with like a true form with a, with like a, with a true identity, and in a way, he he goes into a path and, and a journey which leads him to meeting the Monkey King, and then at the end of that, we can see the Monkey King and we can see, light, light so, work together and continue a new path to finding their own identity. So the three main ideas that we can find in this chat chapter is shyness, shame, and following your path. Okay, Romanda. Alright. Here we go. So
3: we're gonna start off by uh looking at some racial slurs that were said through the book. So we're gonna go to Danny, uh his chapter where uh Chin he wasn't uh he was like convicted of some stereotypes like oh like the asian community is uh known to be like very smart and um like he was answering all the questions there and uh danny was like really ashamed of that because uh the stereotypes the stereotypes were were true so hector hi how do you feel that um that was portrayed in in that specific chapter in the book
2: can you repeat that again?
3: Oh, how do you feel like the stereotypes were portrayed in that uh, speci- specific chapter in that book? In that section? In Danny's section?
2: In Danny's section? Yeah. Well, remember how you wanted a study with like, um, um, Amelia? Was that her name? Yeah. So I think that's how like she wanted help from, from Dan. And yeah, that's pretty much it. All right.
1: So for the second question, what would someone bother someone so much as Chinky did, and has there been similarities with what you have experienced in your in your real life? Is there like similarities to your true to your real experiences? Um, with, with Chinky and Danny, right? Yeah. Um, I
0: don't really have uh, really much of an experience. I mean. I, I've had like uh, like one experience, so which is my cousin. He he's not as similar to Chinky, you know. Uh, my cousin is just him, and he really bothers me and kind of annoys me sometimes. But you know, it's it's him, and he wasn't born that way. I don't, really don't want to say that at all. But um, we would also uh, I would also have these uh, times where it does almost feels similar like chinky uh, does it um actually we have someone here hector uh you do you have uh, also a personal experience i remember you told me some kind of a story with you yeah so i can
2: relate to like chinky and danny because i had a, a very annoying cousin that came through like a, a bit ago like a month or two ago and i'm not gonna say his name but he was really he was something else like he wasn't normal at all like he would he's pretty blunt about everything he would like try to embarrass me with like all my other friends because i would invite him to go play village or something and he was just super obnoxious kind of like when he uh like for example when uh chinky peed inside the coke of danny's friend he was being annoying or my cousin was being annoying by disrupting like the game that we're playing by like moving all the balls when we like you pretty much you're you not supposed to move any like ball except with the cue ball so yeah that's one experience that I have with a cousin that's pretty annoying
3: so yeah great answer 100% yeah 100%. 100%. 100% nice answer so We all have that, you know, one annoying cousin that comes every year, right? Just like Danny. chinky Oh yeah, yeah. Chinky. But, so, how does a crush affect uh, how you act around them? How, how do you feel that that occurs, Renzo?
1: When uh, crushes around you. I mean, personally, through all my experiences, I feel like you feel a sense of shyness too, and a and a sense of attention and i mean attention because you focus too much on the things that you do or the things that she does that you make errors and when you make errors you think of those errors again and again and again and again and they kind of drives you crazy also like when you're approaching them and like 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 when you approach them you sense of like your self-esteem kind of goes down because you don't know what she what she's gonna say or how she's gonna react to everything that you tell her. Like, for example, like having the ability to tell someone you like them, or uh, or that you love them. It's like a it's like a moment of vulnerability in terms of like oh, like I'm gonna tell her yeah. that I like her, I love her, but I don't know what she's going to tell me. Uh, and I feel like that's a sense of vulnerability that happens every time, again and again and again and vulnerability is not a bad thing it's a it's a thing that yeah, can to, help too. you move forward and help you advance as a person so i feel like overall you feel a sense of uh vulnerability when you are around someone that you like
0: yeah that's
3: why i stay single man
2: so
3: <laughs> fantastic, fantastic
2: i can totally relate to that yeah all right so uh that uh concludes, it, concludes. all right
3: so that's going to be Concluding our session Just a little recap We went uh, ABC And um, This has been ABC Chris Ray. And we're signing off
0: Oh wait uh, By the way Stay tuned For our third podcast Coming up Yeah Donate. it's coming up Yeah it's, it's great Check our Patreon page Subscribe Subscribe Like Yep Comment and Stay tuned This next podcast Our very last one Is going to be awesome Alright see you guys later ABC